1: Welcome to Inside the Archives, I'm your host Marty Rosenbaum, XRT's digital content producer and all things social media. Before we get underway, I want to remind you that Inside the Archives is on iTunes. You can find us in the iTunes library by searching for Inside the Archives. Subscribe to the show, rate us, leave us a review, and find a full archive of episodes that we've released thus far that you can share with your friends. Chris Swake is a name XRT listeners have heard before and plays a vital role at the radio station. As producer of the XRT Morning Show, he can be found bustling behind the scenes, making sure Lynn and Mary's show goes off without a hitch. From producing the sound bites you hear, to booking guests, to coming up with creative concepts for the show, Chris's role as a producer shapes the show in many different ways and is consistently evolving. Our latest episode of Inside the Archives digs into his history and the incredible stories he has to share about being behind the scenes with some of radio's biggest talents. I am pleased right now to welcome XRT morning show producer and master controller, Chris Swake, to the show. Chris, how are you doing today? <laughs> master controller. I'm going to... I got to put that on the business card, I think. <laughs> May need to get new ones printed, but I'm excited to have you on here because the role of a radio producer fascinates me as it's someone who contributes so much to the show, to the sound of the show, to the sound of the radio station, yet they're really in the forefront of things. Uh. You know, when you think of a radio producer, it's a loose term. generally gets associated with the main individual, found behind the scenes, you know, someone who makes the show run while seldom appearing on air. How do you define that role? Yeah, I think you've done it. I think we're done here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a wrap.
0: Cut off the mics and go home. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I I think there are a couple of different types of producers, right? Um, I don't know if you grew up on or have watched, you know, the – you know the Larry Sanders show mm-hmm. there's you know there's very much the uh, the um, you know the arty school of producing where I'm the iron fist nothing gets past me I am the guy with you know with the uh, the hands on the steering wheel nothing you know nothing gets done without my approval or anything like that beforehand and then there's the more kind of kind of laid back approach where it's like we're a team Nothing gets done without all of us being on the same page, or at least nothing gets done (laughs) the right way, or the way the the bosses want it to get done, without all of us kind of collaborating on something. I'm uh, I aspire to the 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 arty approach. I'm not there yet, Um, but yeah, I uh, I definitely uh, am more of the collaborative, you know, kind of um, you know approach where you know, hey, I've got some ideas. That's really The key, right? Have some ideas. Um, If you if you don't have any ideas, it's kind of tough to do anything in an ideas-driven business. You're in the wrong line of business. Then I feel like uh, more and more and more. So I think uh, that's that tends to be, unfortunately, the. the prevailing winds of our industry mm. where it's just there's usually sort of a dearth of ideas which you know if at that point you don't have any ideas what do you what do you what are you selling what are you doing Right. You know? um, yeah so it's kind of you know here's some things i think this might provide some interesting fodder uh if you know you guys want to go a different route you know and sometimes we'll just bounce back and forth you know between lynn mary and myself and you know find out where you know where we are you
1: know usually with just kind of shooting the breeze sometimes you know you've been you've been with xrt for several years now but it's not your first foray into radio uh you know take it take us through some other stations you've been at and what it's like to produce for different formats and different shows yeah, good. Um like so started well
0: basically really started like producing radio uh, here in Chicago. I've very gotten very lucky. I haven't had to move. This is my hometown. I haven't had to move. I haven't had to start out in, you know, tiny, you know, 1000 you know, population town or anything like that. Uh, Cut my teeth here, actually, on this floor. (laughs) Really? (laughs) uh, Yeah, with WCKG, the former 105.9 FM, which is now a uh, simulcast of, you know, Sister Station Mm BBMAM. So, you know, working in the talk format, which, you know, along with XRT was really my passion uh, to start out with because it's just... And especially with CKG, it was such a free-flowing. It wasn't like you're limited to just political talk. You know, you're limited to whatever you can come up with that's really, at the end of the day, funny, hopefully, and entertaining. Um the demise of that station, there's a lot to unravel there, so I won't go too far into it, but it was under different, obviously different ownership. Now it's been gone for a decade now. Um, but, you know, uh, learning from some of the best there, uh, as far as producing is concerned, was, you know, definitely a, you know, and, and kind of watching them work and watching them do their things, Um it was definitely helpful obviously in you know learning on you know h- how to how to speak to talent and how not to speak to talent and not that that's kind of a complicated thing, but you know how to how to try to get your ideas across right at, rather than bully your way in uh and you know knowing when and where to put like a finer touch on things and and, and what have you because a lot of it is kind of massaging Uh, you know, massaging your ideas with what the prevailing winds are of the day. And of course, with what the, the host already is comfortable with doing. Uh, so yeah, WCKG was really, uh, the, the first, uh, place for me, my first stop, uh, producing for, uh, Stan Lawrence and the late, uh, great Terry Armour, uh, formerly of the Tribune, uh, and, uh, Gary Meyer, who I think we all know, (laughs) um, so, yeah, those were the first two, you know, kind of big ones there. Um, and, uh, you know, did some work with uh, Pete McMurray there as well. And uh, uh, when that whole thing, you know, flipped formats, I was very lucky to be offered a gig producing commercials for the station that replaced it. Uh, that little uh, foray didn't last very long, certainly not as long as I would have liked. But then I went up uh, getting bounced over to WLS uh, AM and FM, where I uh, worked with uh, Rokan and Richard Roper. Uh, Dick Biondi um, and yeah and uh, that's where it was like okay obviously those are two very disparate formats you've got a you know a uh, what was at the time referred to as an oldies format on WLS FM. now of course classic hits and then uh, you know political talk which was kind of a different thing that said Roe and Roper were doing a kind of a different show than much of the rest of the station was doing it wasn't Obviously, it wasn't Rush Limbaugh, you know what I mean, where it's just, Obama, Muslim, (laughs) and instead was very much a, it had a political bent, but it was more of a general interest sort of comedy take on the political winds of the day, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which is what always kind of attracted me to that show. And I was never like the executive producer of that show. I was just like an associate guy working under some really talented people and everything like that because I just kind of, you know, wound up over there as it turns out um and yeah so it was uh it was it was great to kind of you know cut my teeth on on the the political end of things there and and uh what have you um yeah and then uh luckily uh norm gave me uh former pd uh emeritus of of all things triple a and rock radio uh, norm weiner gave me a a call uh after a few years there and uh, asked me if i would be interested in rejoining xrt and uh you know uh, working with lynn and mary and of course <laughs> lynn's an amazing person mary's an amazing uh talent and uh Together, they're just yeah, they're just uh, I I'm I'm not I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Frankly.
1: Well, I want to I want to I want to get into your interactions with Lynn and Mary and working alongside them in a little bit because we could spend all day here talking about it, but. We won't. I thought that's so, what we were going to do—is talk all day. Well, is, right? we we won't subject our listeners to that right now. I don't want to torture them. <laughs> but who's, who's listening? It's me, Lynn and Mary, and you at this point. I don't want to. I don't want to subject to them about details about their own life. They have to live it. So that's, that's enough. But you touched on an interesting point earlier, and that's working alongside talent. Now, the public, when you see a show, you know if it's if it's one person, or even even taking TV, let's say like the Colbert Show, you have. A host who's front and center of everything and even though it's not their own ideas that are getting brought onto the TV it's almost portrayed that way you know how how does a radio producer bridge that gap between you know coming up with your own creative idea ideas and elements to add to the show while still keeping it under the greater brand of the talent.
0: So that was one of the things that Norm in uh in hiring me back had me do is he had me write what amounts to a basically a mini lens bin. Um so it was very much uh, to you know what you're driving at you know where it's like okay you've got to have obviously your own ideas but you also got to know the voice that you're working in you know what I mean you got to know what's right for the station what's right for the talent and the feel right you mm-hmm. know if, if you're you know if you're a chef at a, a specific type of restaurant and you decide Well I'm gonna bring in a totally different cuisine that's <laughs> not going to make the owners of that restaurant very happy when this is what they've been doing for 40 years plus. So, you know, it's it's about knowing, you know, that host, knowing that station pretty well and and, and knowing your own voice and how that all fits together. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and obviously in knowing the city and knowing, you know, being from here and,
1: you know, that's kind of a leg up on things, you know, so. Right. And a lot of it has to be trial by air too. I have to imagine for as many great ideas that you can execute. There's some that have totally flopped, and you know, speaking firsthand, running things on the website, putting out stories, hit the publish button, say, "Oh man, this is going to be great," and it just falls flat on its face. <laughs> it can be a defeating feeling, but you almost have to do that to yourself. Yeah, I, I would know anything about that. Uh, it's, <laughs> everything is golden,
0: uh, as far as I'm concerned. We're, we're refitting. Uh, yeah, no, it's um, you know, it's it's like it, it took me a long time, and I still am racked with self doubt. But it took me a long time to kind of like. Eh, put that voice on like somewhere on the back burner Mm -hmm. in the moment because in the moment you're kind of trusting your own instincts and trusting the people that are working with you because, you know, Lynn and Mary, they've got more experience than I do and they've certainly got more experience here at XRT. So they know a lot, you know, and obviously having the guidance of a program director who's very specific in knowing what they want as well. And then marrying that all together and, you know, the vision of of really, you know, what, what we want, all want the end result to be. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, when something does fall flat, you're like, ah, oh, crap, you know. It's 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 fun to have, like, a line or two, you know what I mean, that you, you think that's kind of funny, that would fit in well, that plays off of something that's happened in the news or something like that. And for it to be delivered and, and then you, you kind of hear it out loud and you're like, oh yeah no that that worked well and much better in the head or on paper than it did you know out in the out
1: in the world but uh eh, they're not all you know they're not they're not all going to be winners right well and producing you know the music format like it is here at xrt is much different than doing a talk format where you're consistently having to create conversation or comment on conversation you know here at xrt we have the music to fall back on um whereas at a talk station you don't get that luxury really you know, how, how does that play into it when producing a show and just having to create that content on a daily basis? And then, um, you know, what does what the role of a guest play on the show in contributing to that as well?
0: Okay, so that's kind of a two-parter. Uh, I feel like it's, it is totally different, right? You have the music to lean back on, right? But you also... People don't just tune in for the music. That's obviously a big part of it. But, I mean, with all the different avenues out there, Pandora, Spotify, uh, oh, my God, I almost uh, – uh, you know, Google Play or whatever, um, you know, Apple Music, there's a, so many different venues to go to if all you want is just music. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to tune into something that has – an appeal right like locally you're gonna want to come to an xrt or you know some other local thing um and so that's kind of where the emphasis is and like how to how to kind of juxtapose that or not even juxtapose but work with the music in that regard um so obviously you know Lynn, maybe you've heard. He's a man about town. He likes going to shows. Mary does too. But Lynn, he's everywhere. Uh, so you know. Uh, and by the way, if he, if you ever see him at a show, if if you ever you know uh, high five in the guy, watch your hands, <laughs> and and make sure you buy him a beer, especially if it's a weeknight. Yeah, because you know he has nothing going on the next day. No. Ah, uh, but uh, you know. Um, Having, having said that, that um, you've got, um, you know, the music, you got the stuff between the music, and ideally that's why the people are kind of tuning in, you know, to give you something unique, you know, or to get, excuse me, something unique. And, um, you know, so, hey, bands playing in town. Here's, you know, oh, we're playing this artist. Maybe they're a new artist. Here they are. Their new record's out this day. Uh, interesting factoids about it now. Um, you know, and just kind of being up on what's going on, you know, both in the city and just in music at large. Um, You know, Foo Fighters, they're on a leg of the tour that's... They've already passed by Chicago. Uh, Just the other day, they had, like, a whole little reunion thing with, you know, Chris Novoselic, you know, so it was basically the surviving members of Nirvana. And, of course, it's the internet, so as soon as you post anything on the internet... Hey, isn't this on the internet? Uh, As soon as you post anything on the internet, you're going to get all of the trollish, you know, guys... gals who have nothing going on to just you know chime in it's not really a reunion what do you mean you know it says the the did you see his response to that it was great oh my goodness yeah Yeah, we
1: tried emailing Kurt but I haven't heard a response since about (laughs) 1993 I don't know what's going on yeah and uh you know so it's like having that in your pocket you know Mm. it's like
0: yeah I mean I love you know Nirvana Foo Fighters have got some amazing songs so it's like you know we're playing stuff though from them that's you know we're at this point we're looking at upwards of 25 years old so you know, if not older if you're going off of something off never mind so how do you i guess add some sort of spice to that outside of the music well you, there you go you got you got a you got a little bit of material there to work with from the you know the 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 nirvana quote-unquote uh, reunion thing um and as far as guests go, you know, yeah, with talk, I mean, it opens it up a lot more with having guests on because you're talking anyway. Right. And so, you know, having guests on who, who are maybe in town, like touring comedians, musicians, et cetera, political figures, uh, whatever else it's you're filling time. So you got, you know, you got a couple guys uh, in town, uh, you know, great, you know, um, get them on, you know, and everyone's going to want to promote their show or their thing they're selling or just themselves or you know you build relationships they want to hang out and just shoot the breeze even if you're not you know they're not really doing anything if they're just in town for like a private event and I've had Stuff like that happened on accident, uh, happy accidents, you know, like uh, I was, you know, producing uh, Lynn's uh, anniversary show, which is sort of becoming an
1: annual tradition now. <laughs> the uh, third annual 25th anniversary. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's the Rockstar Death Age. It's 27. <laughs> it's the 27th. Uh, if, if we make it past this year, who, who knows? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, years being on the air, which is, think about that crazy. It's insane. Like, I can't believe you'd, you'd even want to do that, let alone, you know, be able to do that let alone you know in this industry good lord yeah um so yeah it's like uh, uh freddie jones band obviously big staple of xrt over the years you know i happen to love in a daydream i've worked with those guys in the past uh producing uh, shamrock and roll broadcast that uh you know we had them perform live on you know and those guys super down to earth affable really good guys great musicians uh obviously big you know big uh staples of xrt hey, guys, you know, i give them a call. Uh, I know they're not really based locally anymore, you know, more on the West Coast and everything like that. But, um, you know, hey, guys, uh, producing this thing with Lynn, uh, XRT, it's the anniversary thing. It's a morning show broadcast, so I know it's a little... No musician wants to get up at an early hour. Hell, I don't even want to get up (laughs) at an early hour. That's what I always say, is they pay me to wake up early, everything else I do for free. And... um you know, hey, man, I don't know what you guys are. You know, I just checked your your website. I didn't see anything on your itinerary. I don't know where you guys are. But if you're in town, we'd love for you to stop by. Obviously, we'd love for you to perform. And we know we've got the 25th anniversary of In a Daydream coming up. It'd be great to have you guys on. And how did you know we would be in town was the response I got. And I says, yeah, I knew you guys would be in town. It was just fun. And yeah, yeah, no, of course, it was just a total coincidence dumb mm-hmm. luck and yeah they happen to be in town and uh, it's like yeah we would do anything for XRT and Lynn yeah we'll be there we'll get up early in the morning we'll bring our instruments we'll play for you guys and the live audience and the audience out in the radio world and it'll be a blast and yeah we'll promote our show and hot diggity dog it was like all right it's all coming together it's just like random happenstance you well, know that's got
1: to be a rewarding feeling
0: it is yeah because you know there are <laughs> for every one of those there's like three or four other ones where you're, you're like oh, I just can't get this guy guy on or i can't get this band on and man it would be a coup to get these guys on and they're having issues with this that or the other thing the timing isn't working out maybe there's a label rep who is a little salty that day and so it's kind of tough and you know so it's you know it's kind of a challenge music wise you know you're not really trying to do a lot of talk you know what i mean um you know while there is the like I had mentioned before, there is the tendency you know you want to spice things up between the songs. Well, yeah, but if you go too long, you know, too much spice, not a good thing. You know what I mean? Like I like to taste the flavors, not just exactly the, the spiciness.
1: As well, as and were. that's that's one of the uh, the interesting parts about producing a show like Lynn and Mary's is because you do have that music element to it, and you don't have the openness that a talk show may provide. Where if you do want to book a guest, it's hey, we're not going to have them here for ten minutes. You know, sometimes they're going to be playing music. Maybe they'll just have casual conversation for a little bit or they'll do an interview that's off there. But you have to adhere to these strict, you know, guidelines um, as far as time opening you have on the show. Um, you know, what kind, of, what kind of challenges do you run into if you do have a good opportunity but have this limited time frame? And how do you go about executing those? So... <laughs> I I you know
0: um, I hope you're not offended being the digital web you know uh, content producer you know the 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 overarching XRT uh, ones and zeros guys I like to refer to you uh, when I'm not calling you Marty um, having having digital content on the web is has just been so freeing in that respect because you can have that half hour long conversation with an artist or whomever, generally an artist, is kind of the goal here. Uh, And and you can have the long-form version uninterrupted, posted on the website at 93xrt.com. You can get massive push from the socials without even really hitting it that hard on the air now. You know what I mean? And obviously that helps a ton. You know, right. the reach is immense there. So why wouldn't you do it? So, of course, we do. But, I mean, you know, you can have an excerpt of an interview, you know, really dig into this, just the really good, tight, you know, few minutes of, of a thing uh, and and have that be great and have it service the artist, too, as far as promotions concerned. And then have the full Lynn talking about you know, meeting this artist back in 1973 somewhere, or have, you know, oh, hey, great rec- rest- restaurant recommendations that Lynn can provide as only he can really. Yeah. And have the artist go, oh my God, yeah, that reminds me of the last time I was in Chicago. I ate at, uh, you know, Spiaggia and it was great. Oh my God, I had this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and, and then, like, have them launch into a conversation just about food and drink in other cities, even. And, like, that plays so well. I just, I, as a fan, love that stuff you know what i mean and i'm sure artists love talking about it too because it's not just the same old oh yeah my record's out uh, this week and uh, we're touring and you know i really think the fans because uh you know they've been great and radio has been great to us too and you know it's this this album was a departure but also it was a return to our roots and you know it's not so much just you know standard you know canned responses and it's like oh now they can let their personality shine a little bit more and we don't have to worry about like tightening up you know for the air well and that makes
1: for great content too and you know if you have Lynn or Mary talking to someone for 15 minutes and they come to you and say Chris we had this conversation with so-and-so it's 15 minutes long you know what does that conversation look like between the three of you on how you incorporate something like that on the radio so The collaborative
0: process, you know, like, you know, generally speaking, it's, it's, you know, uh, we can generally, hopefully be involved in the conversation slash interview, all of us together. Uh, For instance, you know, generally, whenever there's like a phone interview that Lynn's doing off the air or any other kind of pre-recorded interview... I'm in the studio, I'm engineering it, I'm producing it. You know, I've given Lynn a whole litany of information on it. He's also extremely, as is Mary, of course, uh, given her journalistic roots and everything. Excellent at doing their own research as well. So between all three of us, we're like little herd animals. You know, it's like okay, if one of us is down in the grass feeding, you know, the other two can keep an eye out and make sure that there's no lions that are gonna pounce out of nowhere and 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 just you know wipe us off the face of the earth here. So we've generally we've got all the bases covered that way. Um, But you know, I'm I'm in the studio usually producing engineering these things, and so you know, as as the conversations occurring, I can make mental or physical notes uh, to. Um, you know, uh, get this, uh, you know, oh, this is good. This is gold. This is good right here. uh, And then kind of piece it together. And then, you know, on a few occasions, obviously with like, you know, a Robert Plant or anything like that, there's so much wheat and very little chaff. So it's like, oh, man, some stuff, it's a tough choice. And it's like, I don't want this to hit the cutting room floor. Well, again, with the digital it's you know with the digital aspect of it it's it's so much easier now to be like well there isn't really a cutting room floor per se you know but obviously you want to hit the main stuff of why is the why is the person on the air well you know Todd Rundgren has a show coming up with Chicago Sinfonietta it's a benefit show it's at House of Blues okay we need to have all of that information in the interview on the air without question and then you know some other things that pertain to that show or pertain to something else that's interesting it's again it's kind of trusting your instincts you know it when you hear it it's like i've done a (laughs) bill i feel like a billion shows i've done a billion shows of all different variety you know talk or music at xrt at other places and i know when it's good as it's happening but i know when it's great when it's over Mm -hmm. and so i it's, you know, it's it's a little easier for me to kind of dissect it in the aftermath, especially in the immediate afterglow, and go, oh, that was, okay, that, was, that worked well. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that grabbed me, and that was good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, uh, did
1: I answer your question? I feel like I've strayed a little You You got, you got at it, yeah. <laughs> no, you got at it. Well, and that that's, that's interesting, too, because it leads me to the next, you know, question, which you beautifully said. You've done billions of shows now. Out of those billions, just today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> but out of all these, you know, shows that you've done, who have been some of the most interesting guests that you've had on the show? Interesting. Um.
0: Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough. <laughs> that's a tough word for me. I think, um, because the, the it's it's so broad, right? Um, and uh, yeah, boy. So. Th- to me, the most interesting guests aren't just the ones who are, you know, kind of going on and giving you a representation of themselves. They're kind of more, you know, conversational and, and like in the moment and right there giving you something that they're not really just giving, you know, the, you know, anybody else necessarily, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, when I was producing Gary's show, we uh, got... Uh, Davy Jones of the Monkees on for like an entire morning. And it was insane. Um, And like, he was just such a sweet guy. And like, I can't believe some of the stuff like I don't remember if we asked him to do it. I'm sure we just asked him, like, on the air, like, on a whim, like, hey, man, we've got some Monkey CDs. Oh, my God. Wouldn't you like to sing along with your own music? <laughs> no, it's a, a terrible thing. Don't do that. But, you know, uh, we did, and he sang, like, a version of a chorus of, like, several songs, and it was just like, I'm sitting six feet away from Davy Jones, and he's doing it. Anyway, it was, like, mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Super nice guy, almost to a fault, because you know it's okay to say no to bad ideas. That was, <laughs> even if it's on the air, steer into the skid. If it's bad, you know, just just go whole hog into the the, the car crash. You know, don't don't try and soft backpedal it because it's just going to get really uncomfortable for everybody. You know. Um Obviously, Robert Plant, you know, who who Lynn has spoken with and developed quite the rapport with over the years, you know. And that's the other nice thing, too, about, you know, working with like a Lynn and a Mary. They're fixtures here, you know. They have a history with a lot of the people they speak with. So there's a certain familiarity there that you just can't you can't just make up, you know right. what I mean? And I'm not going to say they're best buds. They go out to you, oh, yeah, whenever they're in town, blah, blah, blah. That's not the case. But, you know, there is a certain level of um, of comfort there. I think yeah. that they both afford, you know,
1: certain guests. And, and, and trust as up. well. Um, you, you know that it's a familiar face slash voice on the other end of the microphone when you're speaking, and that almost lends itself to opening yourself up where you might not do so otherwise. But, you know, that Davy Jones story that you just shared got me thinking you know, how, how, how does that stuff get brought out, you know, and what, what mixture is that of just the guest being an interesting person and that's just their type of personality or how much does the on-air personality really have to try and bring that out of the guest?
0: I think that varies yeah, person to person, right? I mean, I feel like the best hosts, if you will, like just naturally bring that out of people. Um, and the best guests let it happen. Hmm. Um, and yeah, and I mean, I'm just like kind of going over in my head like some of the, those that were really successful and some of those that were a little less successful, like surprising names, really, as far as I'm concerned, anyway. Like we had um, we we had uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on, and he was just it was it was just not a good day for him. It was just not a good Wayne Brady. Also, like this is when I was producing Stan and Terry show, and it was just like why are these guys putting up walls and they're frankly, they're being kind of dicks to us. And it was like, why? Like, it, I mean, if you've never met Stan Lawrence or Terry armor, you wouldn't know, but they were really warm, like funny people. And again, really up on the things and the people that they were speaking of. and, and so it was like, kind of like baffling, like why, why, why are you fighting this, these hosts that are just, they're just, They're A, they're doing their job. B, they're not being confrontational or weird. C, they're just genuinely good people and good broadcasters. It was just a very strange thing on those, uh, Hmm. couple of occasions. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it, there, it, it's there's never any shortage of surprises, I guess. And the the key thing is, I think, to just roll with it because when you're once you're in it, you just gotta you just gotta roll. You just gotta right. keep going.
1: Well, that I mean, that leads perfectly to my next question, which is, when you sense that things are heading south yeah. and that little alarm in your head goes, "Uh oh, uh oh, we gotta cut this off," yeah. or at least bring it to a halt. You know, how do you how do you communicate that with someone that's in the middle? Of an interview and i'm sure they get that sense also that this isn't working out as well as we had hoped but you know how does how does that process unfold
0: frantic hand signals a lot of tugging at the collar like no this is bad and awkward and awful uh it, it totally depends it depends on the guest it depends on if the guest is in the studio if they're on the phone or via isdn or anything like that um you know if they're being recorded remotely it's a lot easier because then you're in the studio. I'm looking at you right now and I'm like using hand signals here to gesticulate with, you know, okay, you know, we see each other and I can just turn down my mic and, you know, put you, uh, you know, turn down your mic while the, the other person's gabbing away and gabbing away. And we can actually have like a very brief conversation while the other person's doing their thing. It's like, it's a little distracting, but that's a way to handle that or it can be handled. Um, on the air, when there's a guest in the studio, it's a little bit more challenging because at some point then you're going to throw the guest off. And I don't like to be a part of the on-air product so much. Um, I, I've generally, I've always tried to be more in the background doing my thing. I don't, I'm not really comfortable <laughs> in front of a microphone um, quite so much as I am in the background. And um i've had it on a couple of occasions where i go into the studio to drop a note or you know uh some other sort of information to the host and then the it catches the guest off guard and who's this person and blah 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 oh that's just you know producer chris swake doing his thing and and then it's like oh great now i've i've distracted from the conversation that was happening and now it is about me those are things (laughs) i do not (laughs) ever want it's first and foremost it should never be about me show is not my name is not anywhere on the masthead um so it, it it's about XRT the music we play Lynn Bramer Mary Dixon and that's kind of it you know what I mean um that that I don't yeah anyway so when you, you really got to kind of pick your spots if there's like you know if mayor Emanuel is in you know you He's generally pretty good about kind of steamrolling through a thing, but, you know, it's on occasion you, you don't want to all of a sudden wind up becoming the, the show and the conversation. If there's something that's interesting and engaging happening on the air for you to derail it because you had something you wanted to contribute or some message you needed to get to the host, it's like, oh, it's a bummer. I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's inevitable, and I mean, especially when – you come into these things, you book a guest, and in your mind, you're like, hey, this is how it's going to go. But right away, you can see, okay, this isn't how we planned out. You got to adapt. Yeah. I mean, you know, the pros generally do that,
0: you know, Um, where it's like, okay, you know, just keep rolling with it, you know, Uh, knowing how to kind of grab the steering wheel a little bit more. It's like any conversation, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we're just people talking in a room right at the end of the day whether there's three million people listening or whether there's zero people listening we're just people talking in a room and so it's like you know if you're out with your buddies or if you're out on a date and the conversation's getting a little like what the heck is going on or it's getting a little on the dull or stale side to know how to just kind of nudge it a little bit in the direction you feel like maybe it it needs to go to be better for everybody i don't know or if it's like really interesting for the person talking you have to kind of gauge of like why it is and how do i pluck something from that you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. that you know everybody is i guess satisfied well next time i'm on a bad date
1: i'm gonna be (laughs) looking around the corner waiting for you to save me (laughs)
0: uh yeah yeah i'll just you have we have the earpiece uh thing right where i'll yeah. be like hiding in the bushes and r and right, marty here's what you're going and it's that if...
1: intrinsic trust i know that you're going to be there to save my rear end because <laughs> you've done it so many times here already oh but... yeah <laughs> that's that's the ticket now i've had lynn and mary on the podcast before and both of them have shared uh stories that have been a incredibly entertaining B that i really hoped were true such as Lynn Bramer not putting on the same pair of shoes in the morning. I can vouch for that; it's true. And it's,
0: Lynn and Mary, you know, you should know. I would imagine when I say you should know, it's not just Marty Rosenbaum should know. The, the listener of this should know. They're not ones to put on any sort of affect for anything or any reason. No, you know? I've been involved in certain shows where it's like, oh, we're gonna make up some some funny wacky blubberder, and it's just like, eh. Not really my style. Certainly not Lyndon Mary's style, and
1: definitely not our style, as, right. as a station. Well, it's what I mean. You know, it's what you hear is what you get, and when they're like that, when they step off there, it's like the same person. It's mind blowing because mm-hmm. you come in, you come into this business kind of thing, and okay, off there they could be completely different people. Is this all just a shtick to make uh, the ratings high to make good radio? You never know, but it's pretty much the same thing. So you know what what. What, what kind of perspective can you add, having worked with them for the length that you have so far, um, you know, not only to the interactions you've had, but to the types of people they are and how that, um, you know, contributes to your professional development? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's
0: one of the reasons why we get along so well is that there's no BS. Like, we're not. Even when there's a little BS, there's not really much BS. You know what I mean? We're not laying it on thick. Um, and when we are, it's totally tongue in cheek and you know sarcastic. It's it's again, you know, kind of looping back to the beginning. I'm just going to use my hands and just knock into all the microphones in the room. I hope you don't mind. Um, looping back to the beginning of the conversation, you know, um, of the you know the Larry Sanders Show and like you know Artie the producer. You know what I mean? Where he'll put people on and make it so obvious and so thick you know like hello my boy how are you doing today everything you're great okay you look raw beautiful oh boy you look awesome Oh, that show you did the other night was spectacular i've never seen anything better and you know just lays it on so thick that it's it's so obviously bs Mm -hmm. that is the only (laughs) only thing like Generally, I'll do, you know what I mean, in that regard, whereas it's just, you're just kind of like putting somebody on on that, you know what I mean? And it's totally transparent and sarcastic. Uh, Lynn and Mary, you know, we'll we'll joke around amongst ourselves in that sort of fashion. But, you know, generally speaking, we're, there's not a lot of, (laughs) there's not really a lot of pretense, you know what I mean? We, you know, we don't, um, I don't know. Yeah, we just, are who we are i guess i don't know i mean yeah there's no wacky stunts
1: and it's fun to see that play (laughs) out especially on twitter too because you guys have a fantastic twitter presence both from the station's perspective but individually on your own as well and if you want to follow chris on twitter you can at chris swake that's c-w-i-a-k uh him Lynn, and mary have great banner where it's like you don't need to be interacting with each other as much. You're off of work now. But you guys do it anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like a family thing here, which is why I've always loved it. I started here as an intern in 2004 um, and most of the same principals are still here, especially the on-air staff. And, you know, it's, it's a familial sort of relationship, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, dude, I mean, you and I, Marty, we've hung out outside of work, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, going to shows, just going to a bar, having some Cocktails or playing some pool or whatever I mean it's like you know It's a rare treat I've worked at Places where and I think we all have Where you're just like oh, I just can't I just gotta get Home I just gotta get to five o'clock mm-hmm. I gotta get to whatever The time it <laughs> needs for me to get Out of here and then I can go home and just do My own thing you know we share A lot of common interests here you know uh, There's a it's a big Venn diagram And there's a giant sliver in the middle and You know it's not all music you know I mean that's one of the things that i love about xrt is it's very lifestyle you know and it's not you know people generally are pretty complicated and have a wide range of things that they like and a wide thing range of things that they generally aren't fond of and that's true of this place too and you know i think everybody here is generally a pretty good person which is even more of a shock especially in this industry (laughs) (laughs) so it's like it's like i don't I mean it's like I just I enjoy hanging out with you because you know yeah uh, we not only have you know the music nerdery thing in common but you know it's like oh we like literature or the same television shows or movies and you know or or maybe i'm not hip on some of this like like i love hanging out and talking to tom marker every once in a while when he's here or when i see him out at shows because obviously the guy runs circles around me with what he knows on on blues and other things and you know learning from from them is just like oh yeah you know i I, I like being a well-rounded person and you know i think we all kind of do and you know i know you and i share a lot of musical you know uh Kind of independent uh, math rocky nerdy mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I mean? That really nobody else here generally likes doing. But I know there's enough of a Venn diagram, like, you know, we could sit down with a Jason Thomas and chew the fat about uh, the new or the latest battles record, and he would, you know, he would be into it totally. And same thing with uh, Marty Leonards, too, you know? Right. So it's like, you know, it's a nice relationship, man. You know, I think that's any relationship I, I've ever wanted to be in where it's, you know, we not just
1: supplement each other, we complement each other. Right. Well, it's that authenticity that, you know, I think translates so well in whatever realm we're putting ourselves out on, you know, whether it's out on the radio, on the website, on social media, is that, you know, the things I see from listeners, it's that, it's what's valued. And it's, uh, it's, it's great. It's, it's great to hear that that's the case when you're off there as well. With your compatriots.
0: Yeah, totally. And, I mean, yeah, you nailed it. The You know, the listeners, you know, especially the ones who've been in it for a long time and you know, the ones hopefully that are going to be in it for a long time, I think, you know, get that and live that themselves. You know, I'm not a Cubs fan, but I love baseball. I'm a Sox fan, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, having that as a commonality as well, you know, with a lot of our listeners. You know, it's, it's funny as, you know, it's we're like the beleaguered Sox fan now. We're oh, everybody Cubs. And that's how it's always (laughs) been though. It's It's not not new. It's not new. I mean, the the difference is the Cubs are actually good and winning, which is sort of a different thing really just in the last several years, you know? Um, and so, you know, it's it's that commonality that we have as as Sox fans of, you know, oh XRT's the Cub Station's like, well no, they're not. No, we're not just only. I mean Lynn has, you know, thrown out the first pitch at, at Sox Park in mm-hmm. the past and I've gone to Sox games with him on many occasions, you know. But you know, it's 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 you know, it's a, a sort of multi faceted Well, we're multifaceted people, you know? The old old Diamond Broadcasting, Chicago's Finest (laughs) Rock.
1: Well, Chris, since you said you like being behind the scenes, I needed to drag you out and put you in the spotlight. So I have a couple of quick hit questions for you. And you actually already answered one of them. It was going to be Cubs or Sox. And we know... (laughs) But it leads perfectly into another one. Since and I'm wearing you're a Sox fan. You're and I'm in a wearing a Pirates, Pirates hat too. right now. They're my, that...
0: they're my National League team, and that's why that's why you keep hearing this every once in a while is I'm not used to it, and uh, I'm dopily wearing a hat today, like a I uh, shouldn't have worn a
1: hat. I was just wondering where that came from. We just had this great talk about baseball, I said like, Pirates, <laughs> really? Pittsburgh. Bought <laughs> okay. this hat at in Pittsburgh, actually at at PNC. That's Beautiful. a great Ball ballpark. Part.
0: Yeah, I've heard get down there if you haven't okay it's a short it's actually i just recently made the drive it's seven hours that's not really? a very long drive i mean that's a you know you don't want to just turn around and do it again but you make a long weekend out of that you, there's a lot to see in pittsburgh uh, okay. not the least of which of course is that beautiful ballpark right on the rivers
1: okay river I've heard, heard nothing but good things about it so it's it's good to hear that that is the case so a couple of quick hit questions for you real quick Absolutely. i don't want you to think I just want you to answer. If you don't
0: want me to think, yeah, I mean that's I. I don't really do that too much. So, so just be yourself then. <laughs> Favorite band? Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, probably uh, Shellac of North America, Chicago's own Steve Albini. Uh, love them. Have loved them since the early '90s, mid '90s. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, love them to pieces.
1: Favorite music venue.
0: Favorite music venue, Shuba's. Uh, the way it sounds, the intimacy, the staff, uh, they're just, I, I love the place to death. Uh, I haven't eaten at the new place yet that's replaced Harmony Grill, but I do love Shuba's. Favorite pizza? Oh, God. I haven't, I unfortunately never got to try Burt's uh, oh. at Burt's Place, but his- So good. Yeah, his his old place, Pequod's, is is my jam for deep dish, for thin crust, it's father and son, except no substitutes. Mm. Comiskey or Kaminsky? <laughs> uh That's it, almost better than saying soldier or soldier's field, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, C- Comiskey. I, I, I am a stickler for, you know, it, it, unless you're making fun of, you know, your your meatball fan. It, just
1: go Comiskey. Jeffrey or Jeffrey's? Wow, Jeffrey or Je- I don't even know what this refers to. Elshon Jeffrey, that last comment just for this wasn't on my initial <laughs> okay. list. It's the last meatball comment made me think of it, but now we've strayed way too far from the original. <laughs> yeah, he's topic. he's a
0: Philadelphia Eagle now. I got no I got yeah. no, no no horse in that it has race. To be better
1: Tr- Trubisky or Trubinsky? <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. Uh, favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant? Full stop. Oh
0: God, uh, I haven't really I. Jesus, so this is not a very good answer because I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite restaurant. God, I'm, I just, it depends on what I'm feeling at the moment. I could definitely go give you a favorite bar, but that's not a restaurant, now is it? Uh, favorite restaurant, Jesus, man. Um, yeah, uh, I. I eat way too much. (laughs) (laughs) All of them. All of them. Yes. Does it serve food? Then I like it. (laughs) Um, Anything that's not fast food, anything that's locally owned, uh, locally run, preferably, uh, you know, sources their food locally, you know, somewhere in the Midwest and pays a fair wage. I generally generally love, love Honey Butter Fried Chicken, though. That place is, they don't do anything badly. Everything there is just, ugh the best of what it is um and it's you know it's just far enough away from my apartment that i'm not there all the time weighing 800 pounds uh (laughs) but it's also close enough where i can i can easily get there and and come on back Mm -hmm. favorite album oh god favorite album i don't know that it's necessarily my favorite album but Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon is, from front to back, maybe the greatest single piece of rock music put to tape anywhere. Um, it just, everything cohesively fits together from an engineering standpoint, from a production standpoint, um, obviously from a musical and songwriting standpoint. That that album is just sequenced and everything melds together together. It tells a story, and that's why I think anybody can, like, oh, I'm going to sync it up to Wizard of Oz and whatever, because it, it reads like a movie. And so you put it in – I bet you could put it into almost any movie, and it would come out like, dude, it's sunk up, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it tells that story, and it's like, no, it's just that good of an album. Yeah. And again, I don't even know that's my favorite album, but that always pops up in my mind first off whenever, everybody, whenever anybody talks about all-time great albums. And it's it's sort of an obvious choice, I guess. Um yeah, if you're looking for less obvious, I could start going jazz nerd on you. <laughs> Duke El- Duke Ellington's Money Jungle is is a is just a, an exercise in songwriting and and arranging that is uh, nobody's come close to since. And uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> it, 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 jazz is a different thing than rock and pop, so I can't like sorry Beatles or anything like that. But dude, th- three of the best musicians to pick up those instruments, you know, Duke Ellington, Max Roach. And, uh, oh, boy, Charles Mingus on bass. Good Lord. Final question. Great album. Favorite beer? Oh, favorite beer. Uh, I love Rev to death. I live stumbling blocks away from there, uh, stumbling distance from from Revolution, and uh, love their beer to pieces. Again, I've never tasted a bad beer from them. Uh, They're excellent. But, and I think it's at least partially due to scarcity – uh, is a Uh, New Glarus, uh mm. because I, I respect the hell out of anybody who's willing to go. Now we're gonna we're gonna kind of exercise. We're gonna flex the muscles on the scarcity of it. You know, if you want it, it's special. It's special in and of itself. But you're not gonna. We're not gonna wag it under your nose and have it at every corner tavern or at every binny's You're gonna find it's it's. You want it? You got to come to Wisconsin to get it. And that's it, and and it's it's already fabulous, but it's even more so because it's 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 so kind of
1: specialized, I guess you know. Yeah. Well, Chris, I'm glad to report that you got all the answers correct.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I got the well, restaurant
1: no. one correct, but thank you. That worked. <laughs> uh, well, no, this I, I'm I'm happy you're able to come on the podcast today, and you know <laughs> the quick hit questions aside, it was a uh, a fascinating insight into what you do here at the radio station. I'm happy to be able to provide provided. Uh, Having been able to shine some light on it, yeah, man. Thanks, and uh, you know, uh,
0: I think I'm gonna have to turn, uh, if we haven't already, turn uh, that that those tables on you uh, one of these days for your uh, for what you do around here as the uh, the digital
1: Uh-oh. content producer. Take a deep dark turn. That's right. Regret that decision, <laughs> <laughs> or it'll turn out great. Who knows? Stay tuned. Da-da-da-da. Only only our
0: gut will be able to tell. Maybe a little during the moment. Certainly after the fact.
1: Exactly. just be waiting for the collar tugs and wrap this up wrap this up oh yes may have been a mistake (laughs) (laughs) but if you want to follow chris on twitter you can go ahead and do so once again that's at chris swake swake is c-w-i-a-k chris thanks so much for joining us today
0: thanks marty appreciate you buddy
1: thanks again to Chris Swake for joining the podcast. The music world has been a buzz since our last episode and it saw the coming and going of Lollapalooza. It was another action-packed weekend and if you want to catch up on or relive the festival head to 93xrt.com Lollapalooza where you can find all of our artists interviews, recaps, performance videos, and much more. Fleetwood Mac made their first public performance with their new lineup on the Ellen DeGeneres show performing Gypsy and the Chain. Lindsay Buckingham is out, while Neil Finn and Mike Campbell are in. From a music standpoint, the band sounded pretty tight, and it was evident that they have had a lot of practice together so far. The vocals, however, were another story. Finn took the lead on the chain, and it gave the song a different dynamic than fans might be used to. Not packing the same punch as Buckingham, it appears the group may have to test these songs out on the road and get reception from fans if they want to reshape how they deliver the songs. Chris Novoselic brilliantly responded to fans critical of the mini Nirvana reunion that took place at a Foo Fighters show in Seattle the other day. Novoselic came out on stage alongside Dave Grohl and Pat Smear to perform the Vaseline song Molly's Lips. Apparently fans were critical of the fact people were calling it a Nirvana reunion without Kurt Cobain. Novoselic responded on Twitter by saying, We tried to get a hold of him for this gig. As many times as we tried to contact Kurt, we just couldn't get through. The phone just kept ringing and ringing. Kurt does not have email. In fact, I've never emailed him in my life, and I've been online since 1993. Finally, U2 avoided a potentially crushing situation as they were forced to cut short a Berlin concert when Bono lost his voice. The band was performing Beautiful Day, and Bono was struggling to sing along. After the song concluded, he motioned to his band to wrap things up and told the crowd that they needed to take a 10-15 to 15 minute break to see what was going on. They never returned, ultimately canceling the concert. However, the good news is that nothing serious is going on with Bono's voice. He's told by his doctor that with a little rest and recovery, he can get back out on the road soon. Their concert in Berlin was rescheduled until this November. Thank you once again to everyone that tuned in to the episode today. As a reminder, you can find us on iTunes by searching the library for Inside the Archives. Subscribe to the show, leave us a rating and a review, and find a full archive of every episode that we've released thus far. You can find me on Twitter at Rosenbaum. And follow the station at 93XRT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For 93XRT and Inside the Archives, I'm Marty Rosemont.